Hi there. Welcome back. Mary Jean Pigeon here, Restoration of Women's Virtues. We've been discussing lifestyle of the kingdom. Uh, we've been discussing the names of God and how he's revealing himself to mankind through the years. He started off in Genesis 22 with Abraham when he, when I, he was ready to sacrifice his son Isaac and the ram was caught in the thicket and God had gone before him and provided and Abraham named the place Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide or he will see to it. And to come to find out the New Testament scripture to that is Philippians 4.19, where my God will supply all your need according to or to the same intensity of his riches and glory in Christ. <clears throat> so I just want to encourage us today that with all the darkness in the earth, yea, deep darkness on the surface of the earth, that we have a kingdom to draw from. We have a kingdom that's coming, that, that uh, we have that kingdom living inside of us, and we have a kingdom and a God who cares and a God who's going to provide for us. And we want to get um, lavished in that thought. We want to be lavished in his favor, in the thought that he's for us and not against us. And that that's what Jesus purchased for us at the cross. I just want to encourage us, you know, in the, with the talk of everything falling apart and everything going down and, and lack and famine and all, all of the scary stuff that's being said out there that um, I, I found myself, if I'm listening to the news, that I just have to stop and say, no, that's not the kingdom that I live in. That's the kingdom of the world system that Satan's the head of, but it's not the kingdom that I live in. And if you've invited Jesus Christ into your life and you've given your life to him and you're walking with him, it's not the kingdom you live in either. And I was reminded that... Uh, that, you know, here Abraham, uh, before, before he was offering Isaac, before he even had a revelation of, of God's providing all of our needs, uh, in Genesis 12, 10, he went down into Egypt and because, and there was a famine in the land and he went down into Egypt. So he handled it, if you will, in the world's way. And, uh, and it's still God took care of him. Because he only he acted on what he knew, and then in Genesis twenty six, um, Isaac, his son, experienced a famine. So God's people have experienced these famines in the past, but you want to see what happened in the midst of it. in In Genesis twenty six, God, God told Isaac not to dwell in Egypt, but to dwell where I tell you. And I'm reminded of Psalm 91. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He will say of the Lord, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust and rely, and in Him will I confidently trust. And so uh, he who is dwelling, it literally says in Psalm 91, he who is dwelling is saying, so we need to say these things. My God supplies all my needs according to, to the same intensity of his riches and glory in Christ. And that word right there will go out and swallow up any famine, the famine. So sometimes, you know, you can pass through these things and not even know they've happened <clears throat> because God is a supernatural God. So in Genesis 26, 12, it says, you know, God told 
uh, Isaac, <clears throat> excuse me, God told Isaac not to dwell in Egypt, but to dwell where I tell you. And he had him stay right where he was. Instead of going to Egypt like Abraham did, Isaac sowed in the time of famine right where he was, and he became very great. So here's famine happening all around him, and he's increasing. <clears throat> can you dare to believe, God, that you can increase while the, everything around you is decreasing? I've always thought about that. It's in Psalm 91. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. That's quite a challenge to believe. If you thought a thousand falling at your right hand and 10,000 at your left hand, and it's not going to come near you, COVID coming and people are dropping off, but it's not going to come near you. You can pass through a lot of things by faith. And, and come out on the other side and be stronger than before. So I encourage you. Uh, in fact, Abraham grew so strong. He grew so strong that Abimelech, who he was uh, partnering with, told him to go because you, you are so strong. You're greater than we are, and you need to go. And so Abraham was increasing to such a degree <clears throat> that it scared the world around him. And we're told that in Deuteronomy 28, too, that, that your increase will scare the people around you. So uh, that's one thing that we need to do as Christians. If we're going to believe these promises and we're going to watch the increase, you know, he, he told us, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. If we're going to multiply and replenish, we need to be careful. And I like to say it this way, wear our power well. Don't, don't make people... Don't be braggadocious about it. Don't say, well, it's not coming near me. Don't, don't take things. Don't be presumptuous about things. Be humble and, and, and have a, a humility about it. Be grateful and just know, but for the grace of God, there go you. The fact that you even have a knowledge of God to believe him for these things and someone else doesn't, you need to be appreciative of that and try to share the knowledge that you do have the knowledge of God. The next place where God revealed himself was in uh, uh, Exodus 15, and he reveals himself as the, the, the healer, the, the physician, as our physician. Exodus 15, 26 says, if thou, uh, and said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right in his sight and will... Uh, uh, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am thy physician, one version says. Now remember, we're looking at the third commandment, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. We've looked at how he revealed his name as the provider, Jehovah Jireh, and, and now he's revealing his name as the healer, Jehovah Rapha. And um, in the New Testament scripture to the Old Testament, when I just read you about being the physician, says when it was Matthew 8, 16 and 17, when the evening was come, they brought unto him many who were possessed of the devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. 
that it might be fulfilled that which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bore our, our sicknesses. So Jesus was pierced through, Isaiah 53 says, He was pierced through for our transgressions. Now we're talking about not taking the name of the Lord our God in vain, and we're looking at the names where He's revealed Himself to His creation as provider, I will see to it. I will provide for you. And now he's revealing his name as healer. I am your physician. And then the Proverbs tell us that his word is medicine to our flesh in Proverbs 4.20. So um, he's revealing himself to his, his creation. But Jesus was pierced through Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. I remember uh, when I was believing God to be healed of allergies years ago, and um, I was speaking that scripture, <clears throat> excuse me, I was speaking that scripture out over and over and over again. I was meditating on it. And one day it dawned on me, he was pierced through for our transgressions and he was crushed for our iniquities. I thought transgressions and iniquities were the same thing. Why is that repetitious there? Well, when you don't understand it, go find out why. Ask questions. That's why I, I, that I encouraged us earlier to ask the Lord and talk to him. He wants to talk to you. He's, he's our teacher. He wants to teach us in the Holy Spirit, by the Spirit. So I asked him, uh, I thought transgression and iniquities were the same thing. But I began to realize that transgression is a willful disobedience. It's a sin made out of a willful disobedience. In other words, you know right from wrong, but you're choosing not to do right from wrong. And transgression, he was pierced through for our transgressions. Remember when the soldier pierced his side, blood and water spilled out. Well, if it's a transgression, I have to be washed in the blood to be healed and I have to confess my sin. I have to admit it and confess it. That's a transgression, a, a willful disobedience. So I have to say, uh, Father, forgive me. I, I have sinned. And then name it and allow the blood to come and cleanse me, pierce through for my transgressions. But he was crushed for my iniquities. And David tells us in the Psalm that he was born in iniquity. So babies are born in iniquity. Iniquity is a it's the bend in our soul that happened in the fall. And I, I, I feel like the Lord has said to me before, you have no idea the damage that the fall did to mankind, to the earth, to the universes, that the, the damage that fall uh, took upon everybody. And so that iniquity, that sin of iniquity, we're all born in it. And babe, but so the, he was crushed for that iniquity. So iniquity is taken care of at the cross. So babies and children too young to know better are covered in the blood of the lamb at the cross. And so you can be at peace with that, that children are automatically, they, they come in rightfully under, in the covenant of the blood of Jesus dying for the sins of the whole world. He was pierced through for transgression we have to admit our transgression and confess it and release it and get washed in the blood, ask forgiveness. But the iniquity is something that we didn't participate in. We were just born into it. And so God covered that at the cross. So Jesus came and showed the heart of the Father, and he went about healing 
every manner of sickness and disease known to man. He healed and he showed his desire. We don't want to take his name in vain. I want to allow his healing to flow and work in me. And when I have to get challenged with a sickness or something, which I do, we all get challenged here and there. But it's sometimes it's so easy to forget because that speaking words can make that much of a difference. But if you speak the word of God to yourself, to that whatever part of the body that you're dealing with, speak the word. The word is quick and powerful, sharper than any double-edged sword, and it will cut asunder the soul from the spirit. Speak that word, and it will. it's alive, and it brings life back into your body. There we go. I'll tell you, it's it's just a good life to live and walk in Christ. Amen. Well, next time we'll be looking at how he's our banner. He's our warrior. He's our place of protection. It's going to be good. See you then. <laughs>